Western. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Guys, the band's finally back together. I tell you, a bunch of it is. I'd say just about all of us if we get Alan in here. Good morning, Ronnie. Welcome morning. to Start Your Engines, folks. And uh, who's that stranger sitting next to you? I don't know. He looked vaguely familiar. Well, uh, I've been trying my best, and I said <laughs> today, but, you know, you have situations go on in life's life, and I had, had a few problems. The biggest thing, problem I had is... Me and my brilliant mind uh, was going next door to see my wife who just got out of the hospital, and I fall down. I had assistance, but I was going to try not to use it. So anyway, that's a long <laughs> story. But anyway, I'm here. It's kind of a cool day. I like the coolness. I don't like the rain. Well, we haven't got it yet, but it's coming. It's coming. But I'm just thrilled to be here with my friends and talking to our listening audience. Well, Greg, you like me. I don't fall nearly as well as I used to. Uh, I didn't fall good at all, but uh, it was my fault, like all the rest of them. Well, it is fall. But I'm okay. Um, glad you're here, Greg. Uh, I'm glad to be here. He's been uh, doing a good job, even when he wasn't here, of getting us some good guests. And Absolutely. Got us another good one this good morning. Who'd you get, Greg? Well, you know, Larry Mack was going to be on here several weeks ago, and he said, well, give me two weeks. And you can count on me. And I called him up, called me right back. He even confirmed it. And the great Larry Reynolds will be on at 1020. And Looking forward to that. I know I spoke am too. to the man. He's a good friend of mine. I hadn't seen him in a while, but uh, he understands the show. He, he worked for Fox, and he, uh, he knows the old days and new days. So we're going to have fun. Well, one thing that I learned about him that uh, I didn't know until... Uh, Actually, I've got a book at home by Peter Goldenbach called, uh, uh, well, I've got three or four of them by him. I think, I, I can't remember what the name of this one is, but it's got chapters on everybody. It's got a chapter on your dad, but it's got a chapter on Larry McReynolds, which I hadn't read in a while, so I read it last night. And you're going to be amazed at how much time he spent in the upstate. I mean, he actually really got his, his cup started in the upstate, but I won't get into it too much right now. I'll, uh, I'll let him talk about that. And... Um, we have uh, a smaller, as I was saying just a few minutes ago, my stack of papers getting smaller and smaller as we... Uh, the, the year winds down. The winding down. We lost another series last week when uh, the uh, WeatherTech Sports Car Championship was uh, came to a conclusion. And we'll talk about that with uh, um, Alan when he gets here. And last night, which it was supposed to be carried live on ESPN... Uh, not ESPN, on a, a NASCAR website. Uh, they were going to stream it live, and that was the last ARCA race of the year, which was held at Kansas. And uh, I'll just go ahead and touch on that right now and get it out of the way. They ran that race. I couldn't find it. I attempted to, to locate it, but never did come up. But um, Christian Eckes won the race over Michael Self. They were battling for the uh, 
the points championship. It came down to the two of them. And so Christian Eckes is the 2019 ARCA champion. He uh, drives for Bill Venturini. He won that race uh, over Michael Self, who also drives for Bill Venturini. So good year for Bill. And not too good for his daughter, who got run over at some point during the season. But I think she's doing a whole lot better. She's back on the air. Ty Majeski was third. Brett Holmes was fourth. And Travis Braden was fifth. Our uh, guy we keep up with around here, Brad Smith, started 17th and finished 20th. Didn't make too many laps. So here's your final standings for ARCA, and we will be done with them for the year. And that was uh, Christian Eckes. Was, uh, he had four wins, and he won the point championship by 20 points over Michael Self. Brett Holmes was third. Travis Brayton was fourth. Joe Graff Jr. was fifth. Tommy Vi Jr. was sixth. Brad Smith was seventh. Tim Richmond was eighth. Corey Helms, ninth. And Chandler Smith was tenth. So ARCA boys are done. And um, they've got a whole new... Uh, way of doing things starting next year when they combine with uh, the K&E, that Northwestern, or that uh, Northeastern tour uh, up in up in New England, and the K&W um, guys out west. So that'll be a whole, uh, a whole different series. NASCAR bought ARCA, and they're going to try to jazz it up some, and maybe... Uh, Maybe they'll keep some decent cars. That well, I hope they don't improve it too much because I enjoy watching ARCA. And if they start improving it too much, it's going to get unwatchable. Well, sort of like NASCAR is, is getting. And uh, we'll talk to Nelson, of course, at eleven at 1040 and find out if he's got any further information on that new car we looked at the pictures of last week that was all striped up like a zebra so yeah. you couldn't tell... What it was, uh, I think what it actually is, is a Delara. You've been keeping up with any of that, Greg, with the, this new car they're coming out with? Because it is a strange-looking bird. A well, and, and a lot of people don't even really know, <coughs> excuse me, don't know that much about it. Uh, I know one thing. Somebody's got to pay for them things, and they may be the greatest chassis. And uh, But it gets back to the same thing. Talking about ARCA and everything, you, you can do improvements. But sometimes the improvements, you're going backwards. Which I think is the case. And once you get exactly right, Perry, this is the case. They're trying their best to do things, and out of some of it's good. But a lot of it ain't good. Now, I hope this works. I hope it makes it do everything. But somebody's got to pay for it. I think they're saving money. And Alan Hill uh, specifies this all the time. The series is lots of time mean well, but it winds up costing people on the cars, and and that makes the sponsorship go up. So let's see what happens. I hope it's going to work real good. Well, the more expensive they make it, the more they make it advantageous for the big teams because they've got the deep pockets, and the little guy gets squeezed out. Well, that's, that's kind of the way racing sort of was all along, but in the old old days, they... You had to have the guys that were doing it for a living and pay them some money, like Bill France Senior told Daddy one time. He said, "You know, they said we got to put some more pride money up front. Don't worry about it." And France Senior poked at Daddy and said, "Look, bud, these guys working harder, not harder than y'all, and they trying." Said, "You got to have somebody to pass." Daddy never said another word about it. <laughs> well. So, 
I tell you what, speaking of passing and uh, and new cars, I think there's a bunch of people that ran in Talladega last week that's going to need a new car because they tore up a bunch of them. They absolutely did. And that was, uh, and I was just commenting before we came on the air, how in the world um, <laughs> Nelson Crozier, who is the smartest man we know around here, yep. picked the winner out of that mess. I don't know, but he, he said he had Ryan Blaney, so that puts him uh, um, with... Five, four wins, four or five. I have to look it up. I think he's got four, and Ronnie's got one. one. Greg still got three, and I gave you a good guy last week, Greg. I, I signed Kyle um, Bush to you. Didn't do any good, and um, <laughs> of course I haven't won one at all yet. And Alan, he he's got a couple. Yeah. But anyway, Ryan Blaney was the winner last week in a, I think they said the sixth or seventh closest finish in NASCAR history. Um, uh, the margin, mar- margin, the margin of victory was seven one thousandths of a second uh, over Ryan Newman, who you don't hear much about, but he mm-hmm. is in the chase, and he was he was uh, he was running good. Now he's not. I don't. He, he's not in one of the the finalists. I think he's already been eliminated. I can check that back here. But um, Ryan sure gave it a good try, and he was he was pumping hard trying to get to the finish line. There, he finished second. Denny Hamlin was third. Eric Almarola was fourth. Michael McDowell in the front row motorsports team had a good finish with fifth. Austin Dillon was sixth. Corey LaJoy had a good finish. And then number 32, he was seventh. Chase Elliott was eighth. Ricky Stenhouse, ninth. And Ty Dillon, tenth. So um, we'll have Nelson tell how, us more about that. How many cars DNF'd? Uh, well, let's see. There were 40 in the race. And I count, uh, let's see, there's 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. Only 15. Is that all? Yeah. But, I mean. There were some names in those DNFs, too. Yeah, and about 10 of them would go out, you know, at a time and come back out and get fairly well running again and, and get crashed again. <laughs> so, uh, there were some beat-up cars, I tell you, and some hard hits. Luckily, nobody got hurt. But I tell you, they got to do something, and i bellyache about this every time they run Talladega or Daytona. They've got to do something about this uh, blocking. I mean, one of those crashes, which was caused by uh, Alex Bowman, he's blocking. Now, I realize they put in these stages to make it more competitive, you know, give them something to fight for in the middle of the race. Right. But I swear, when you got like... Uh, the, I think the first stage was over after 55 laps, and the next one was 110. So it was one of those two. In fact, I can look real quick and see which one. But he's blocking just to win the stage and yeah. takes out six, and or that, seven, six or seven cars. Go, go ahead, Greg. And that just defeats the purpose of it. Uh, you know, uh, Brad Kavlowski had a very strong car. Uh, several of them had very strong cars. But they're all hooked up in a wad, and their only choice is to find their buddy or group of buddies. And they race for these stages, and they tear up a bunch of stuff. And like, like Perry said, luckily nobody got hurt. But That was with four laps to go before it, the end of the second stage. Yeah, and at the end of the race, you got like four cars come across the start-finish line pretty doggone close. And we thought Ryan Newman had made the, the, the right move, but he, he did barely, barely got, you know, lost. 
and he he wasn't upset about it. But I can assure you, the drivers and a lot of the car owners, they don't like what's happening. Oh, you, they, you know they don't. And it looked very it looked made like they had some people there. Well, <laughs> I mean, look, they, they do, but they do also color the seats every other color a different color. Well, so it makes it kind of hard to pick on up on you but i agree with you it did look like a fairly decent crowd and uh but i you know getting back to what you were saying just now and we can talk to larry mcreynolds about this i'm sure he'll have a he's got strong opinions but you know that's just a whole lot of money and a whole lot of good cars get taken out early now i'm the first one to tell you i like to see a, an exciting crash and bend up a, a car every once in a while but when you're taking out five or six or ten at a time and and good car i would personally rather see a bunch of good cars going for the win rather than uh, a bunch of survivors you know you're gonna have yeah, a few crashes absolutely. but but you know just tearing cars up uh and you know, i guess the thing that really frustrates me is this is just the fact that it's, it usually happens because of blocking it's not because somebody had a tire go down or or just lost it you know, it's somebody with a tremendous closing speed on the leader, and the leader moves over in front of him. And there's nothing hardly you can do but ram him. And that happened a couple of times last week. And it's just, uh, you know, it's tearing up an awful lot of cars. And in the old days, or whatever, good old days, as we'd say, you would have blocking, but it was only on the last lap, and it was only two cars. Yeah. It wasn't 30. Yeah, you weren't trying to block a whole line. Yeah, I mean... Because you can't do. <laughs> and, uh, you know... It never works, hardly. The, the blocking deal, we've been seeing tragedies. Yeah. Bad ones. The bad one. Mm-hmm. It all has to do with blocking. And I don't know how they're going to fix it. Well, on the other... Formula One, if you throw a block, you're disqualified. I mean, there is a, there is a fix. Same way with Indy. And you can't block, and those are open wheel cars, and they're not nearly as uh, safe as a stock car. But you know, you can't block. It's yeah. they will black flag you and pull you in for blocking. Well, that's one thing in the world. Perry knows it more than anybody. With open wheel cars, if you touch tires, You're, it's done. Yeah, then it's done, and it don't matter if you got the bite mark or AJ Fort in the car. It's going to be a wreck. A tire could get tore off. And you're going to get somebody hurt. So people have enough respect, the drivers have not to do it. Oh, by the way, uh, I watched the, the Formula One race in Hamilton. I think it, I don't know who won it, but he. Uh, his teammate. Yeah, his teammate. And um, put on a pretty good show. Botas. Valtteri Botas. Yeah, Botas. And uh, I watched qualifying in about the last half of the race. But like I say. They don't block in that deal. No, 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 they'll park you. And it doesn't matter if you're a big name or a, a, a pack runner. Well, that's what happened in the Canadian Grand Prix when um, uh, they Leclerc was about to get the first win for for um, Ferrari this year earlier in the season, and he didn't even really block. In my opinion, he got he got run off the road, and instead of stopping and waiting on the whole pack to go by, he just continued on. And pulled back onto the track, and uh, and they got him for blocking, and and penalized him 
five seconds. Well, five seconds put him in second place. Yeah. And that's just the way they handle it. But, you know, it's, uh, there's different ways you can do it. But we'll see what Nelson has to say. And I want to hear what Larry Mack has to say about it also. We um, hopefully we're going to have uh, Alan Hill in here because I wore the hoodie that he gave me when we did the thing downtown at the barbecue festival. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I forgot to wear it last a couple of weeks ago when I went to uh, Cherokee Speedway, and so I wore it today. Is that the autism? Yes. I thought that was the autism symbol on there. And it's got the 25T on the back. I'll show you in a minute. That's a pretty shirt for a good cause. It is. (coughs) It's just barely big enough, too. I think I got it for Hannah or or my wife. No, I, I expanded. <laughs> but we're going to take a break right now and come back. And when we do, we're going to talk to Larry McReynolds from Fox TV and a championship winner associated with great cars all of it, almost all of his career. We'll talk about the beginning in the upstate. But you're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Drive-In Studios. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Now say this out loud as you're driving around in your car. Fox Sports 1400 has Dan Patrick and Colin Cowherd back to back. Dan Patrick at 9, Colin Cowherd at noon. You hit the nail on the head. This is Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400. Now on FM at 98.3. Every now and then we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina is the perfect place to decompress at Watery Lake RV. Enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. trucks. If trucks are what you want, Greer Nissan is where you need to be. Nissan Truck Month is on. Trucks, 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 we want trucks. Get rock bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new Nissans. Like the Nissan Titan. Drive for $289 a month or save up to $10,845 off MSRP. Trucks, 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 we want trucks. Or the Nissan Frontier. Just $21,999. Or drive for $230 a month. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% APR. For 72 months. For the truck you want at the price you need. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Hurry to Greer Nissan today. Drive the Nissan Titan for $289 a month. Drive the Nissan Frontier for $230 a month. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Low price.
prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service on Wade Hampton Boulevard or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. F45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network, has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba. Or call at 864-810-4528. Are you sick of all the cookie-cutter, boring barbershops? If so, you need to visit the Ironspur Barber Company in Hillcrest Shopping Center. At the Ironspur Barber Company, professionalism and customer service is their top priority. Owner A.J. West makes sure that every customer gets exactly the haircut they want when they sit in his chair. So if you want to get your haircut like you like it and in a fun, man-cave-like environment, then give A.J. a call at 864-466-5289. The Ironspur Barber Company offers military and first responder discounts, and everyone is always welcome, even Clemson fans. First-time visitors, mention this ad and get $5 off. Call for an appointment today at 466-5289. The Fox Sports 1400 app is the best way to keep up with Spartanburg Sports Scene. Download it now by searching Fox Sports 1400, either at the Apple Store or via Google Play. And welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. And it is my great pleasure to welcome on Start Your Engines for the first time. Larry McReynolds. Good morning, Larry. Oh, good morning. How are you guys doing? Well, we're doing great, and it's great to hear your voice uh, and um, and get to talk to you firsthand. And um, got Greg here and Ronnie Ronnie Black. Greg, go ahead. Well, anyway, Larry, we can't thank you enough for being on the show. We had a little technical problem one time. You're supposed to already been here. Uh, I understand you've been in, in the upstate going from team to team and, and, and doing some things. Uh, while Fox is kind of on off season, uh, tell us a little bit about that your history. I, I mean, you you got a rich history, uh, done so many things, but you've been working on race cars a lot longer in different teams than I ever dreamed. Yeah, Greg, it, it's hard to believe that that next year, uh, two thousand twenty, will be my fortieth year to be a part of NASCAR. You know, I came to the Carolinas from Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, actually in September of 1980 and went to work for a little cup team you probably remember down there in Greenville, South Carolina, Rogers Leasing Racing. And uh, been with Fox now. almost have to pinch myself on this one. We just completed our 19th year wow. of broadcast. Mm. Of course, we only cover the first half of the Cup and Xfinity Series. We pretty much go from the Daytona 500 speed weeks through the end of June, and then, of course, the good folks at NBC and NBCSN takes over, but we still have a lot going on. We, we have studio shows that keeping us pretty busy right now. Uh, every Sunday, the day of the race, we actually have a, uh, a pre-race show called Race Day on FS1. We're on tomorrow from uh, 12.30 to 1.30, I think it is, or 12 to 1 tomorrow. And then we have the race up show Monday through Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern. And then we're working on a bunch of stuff for our virtual studio for next year. We've basically built from the ground up with the help of the artist out in Los Angeles and right here in Charlotte, a full-size, full-blown virtual race car. It works off of a green screen concept, a lot like a 
the weather map, and we hope to have it full going uh, by the time next year kicks off, which will be here, honestly, before we know it. That's the truth. Uh, if you don't mind, Larry, getting back to your your beginnings in the upstate, because we have a lot of, uh, we got listeners all over, of course, we're on the internet and the web and all that stuff, and but we've got a lot of people listening to us live just right here on our uh, terrestrial signal, and uh, I mean, you spent a lot of time in Greenville, I know with the Rogers team, but you even, uh, you worked with the Pearsons quite a bit, did you not? Yeah, you, you know, the early part of my career, I, I was fortunate enough to work with some great people that, that I really got very close to, but, but it, I bounced around a lot. It's almost like the pattern was I would go to work for a race team, and several months later, the funding would, would not be there, and they would close the doors. I was beginning to wonder if I was the, <laughs> the common denominator there for a while, but now I worked for Bob Rogers and his family. Uh, from September of 1980 until early summer of 1982 when he shut down. And then I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, and finished out the 82 season with Mark Martin in his rookie season. And then they closed down at the end of 82, and that's when I moved back to the Greenville, South Carolina area shortly after the 83 season started. And most of 83, all of 84, actually worked for Bobby Hawkins, a businessman down in Traveler's Rest, South Carolina. But he owned the team that, that David Pearson drove for. We actually worked out of the Pearson's shop uh, up there in Boiling Springs or Spartanburg, which is where I got to know Greg. And, of course, uh, his dad, Bud Moore, that, that, that group over there helped us a lot with a lot of different things and resources. And then David went to drive for Hall Ellington. Uh, his final season in 1985, and we moved Bobby's stuff back to Traveler's Rest and, and ran a very limited schedule that year uh, with Morgan Shepard. But at the end of the 85 season is when I really got a very huge break. Uh, the drag racer, Kenny Bernstein, uh, came in and bought the team that Bobby Hawkins had and formed the Quaker State Team, team King Racing and deemed me the crew chief, and that was definitely uh, the, the the break that I was looking for and the break that I needed. And from then on, I only worked with three different teams until the end of 2000 before I took the job with Fox. Man, that's a, that's a long schedule. And a lot and, of it here <laughs> in Spartanburg in and, the area. And Larry, we've known him forever, and he's right. He'd go places. Mark Martin used to sit on the pole. All the cars he went to run super duper good and Larry was turning wrenches on them but they lost funding and for whatever reason but like I say when he when he got with the somebody had some funding the rest is history because he could turn the wrenches and Larry had enough sense to keep records I tell you one thing he had enough sense not to put himself in between me and Bud Moore even though he, <laughs> even though he I know he loved Bud Moore and loved me and everything but that that's kind of a precarious situation to put yourself in even though I'd love for him been there. But uh, Larry's done a lot, and this TV thing is so amazing. Me and Bud were going somewhere to do an appearance thing. We were out racing and, and uh, looked up, and there's a whole mural inside of the wall, and it's got Walter <laughs> and Larry Mack and everything. I said, Daddy, look. And they looked I mean, Bud was speechless. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't speechless, but uh, I knew... Anyway, it was deservedly put up there. But, I mean, it, this Larry's done a lot, 
and I don't want to waste no more time. I want to hear what he's got to say. Well, you, um, I think, finally got talked into uh, your first, uh, if I'm not mistaken, your one of your most famous jobs in a, about a five-hour meeting at the Waffle House, didn't you? Yeah, that was a tough decision for me to make. Uh, you know, I've been with Kenny Bernstein since the very beginning, and, and Kenny really rolled the dice on me because, I mean, I had not been in the sport that long. I didn't have a ton of experience. Uh, the closest I'd ever been to Victory Lane was walking by it on pit road. <laughs> it took a huge chance on me at the beginning of that 1986 season with a major sponsor from Quaker State support from Buick and deemed me the crew chief. And, you know, we finally won our first race in 1988 at Watkins Glen with, with Ricky Rudd, came back and won the next year, the first trip out to Sonoma on the road course. And then Brett Bodine started driving the car uh, in 1990, and we actually won North Wilkesboro that year. So we were winning a race here and there, but I just knew in my heart that, that we just never could get all the pieces put in place at one time to really be a weekly contender and, and eventually maybe, you know, contend for a championship. And, you know, I was very indebted to Kenny Bernstein, very devoted to him. I felt like that team was partially mine because I kind of helped build it from the very beginning. But, you know, early 1991, Robert Gates and Davey Allison was was wearing me out uh, about coming over there. As Davey Allison always told me, he said, Larry, if you'll just help me come get this rocket ship pointed in the right direction, <laughs> we will wear them out. You and did. I just still couldn't bring it. I just still couldn't bring myself to leave Kenny. And we had went to the third or fourth race of the year at Atlanta Motor Speedway with Brett. And we had sat on the outside of the front row, and we were really struggling with our engine program. It's like we, we could either have power or we could have durability. We never could get both at the same time. And we had sat on the outside of the front row, and we only got about 20 or 30 laps of the race run on Sunday, and it got rained out, and we had to come back on Monday. And we were still running inside the top five, and we got back going on Monday, and we made about 15 laps, and that thing disintegrated. I mean, it it, it oiled the track down, I think, from turn two back to turn one. And uh, so we loaded up, drive, my wife and I driving home, and my wife and I probably didn't say ten words to each other on the way home. Not that we were mad at each other. I just was kind of beside myself with what was going on. And I, I told her when we got home, I said, I don't want to talk to anybody because I knew Kenny was going to be calling and I said, I, I just tell whoever calls, I'll call them back tomorrow. Well, I heard the phone ring, and I was out in the garage unloading the van, and she came to the door and said, telephone, Larry. And I kind of looked at her like, really? I told you I didn't want to take any calls. She looked back at me and said, you know what? You might want to take this call. And, and I went to the phone. It was Robert Gates. And he said, Larry, I know where you stand. I know your commitment to the 26 car. But he said, I just want to let you know, I'm going to make a cookie change in the morning. And we wanted to make one more run at you to see if you were interested. And I said, when and where do you want to meet? And to your point, we met at the Waffle House down on I-77 at Sunset Boulevard. 
it's a wonder they didn't charge us for a sitting fee because <laughs> we sat there for about four or five hours. And that was definitely, though, the move that, that put uh, Larry McReynolds on, on the national map. <laughs> That's a great story, and you told it exactly like I wanted exactly it to. Right. That was beautiful. Probably uh, one of the most racing, best racing story in NASCAR. I don't know First. if you were, were the one that said it or not, Larry, but somebody said more deals have been made at Waffle Houses than anywhere. Well, if you made a deal with Robert Yates, I can about promise you it was at a Waffle House. That man <laughs> loved the Waffle House. I think more he loved anything. Uh, so, in the funny, the funny end of that story is Davey Allison, he had left Atlanta, and he went down in South Alabama and was hunting. And, of course, we it, I think we actually had a couple of off weeks after Atlanta before the Darlington race. And, of course, we didn't have cell phones back then. And Sam Mance, who was Davey's pilot, he finally got in touch with Davey and said, look, Davey, you might want to call Robert. He said, I don't know what's going on up there at the shop, but they called some guy named McReynolds as a crew chief. And, and Davey just went nuts because he had been, he'd been working me over for over a year to come over there and do that deal with him. Well, I know you had a great relationship with Davey and uh, both of you being Alabama boys. And um, uh, oh, well, this is off of racing, but... I should probably know this. Uh, which are you, Alabama or Auburn? I'm sitting here right now, <laughs> believe it or not, in a crimson red pullover with the big A on it. Because when you're born, we don't have a lot going on down there in Alabama. We have, in my book, we have Talladega and Tuscaloosa. Auburn's close enough to the Georgia state line. We let we let Georgia claim them. <laughs> when, you're born, when you're born in Alabama, they stamp two things on your birth certificate. Male, female, Alabama and Auburn, and I still bleed the crimson red. I, I actually went down to Columbia, South Carolina, several weeks ago and uh, when Alabama came to town and played uh, South Carolina. And I, I live and die with my crimson tide. Well, we stayed with you for a little while till we got... The holding penalty, I'm a Gamecock. The holding penalty on the, the field goal that cost us a touchdown. And uh, we stayed with you for a few minutes, but uh, I want to get back to racing. Well, we appreciate you guys knocking Georgia off last oh, week. Oh, yeah. I'm cool <laughs> for anybody that can help my cause with the Crimson Tide and beating Georgia definitely helps the cause. Well, we got, we got uh, as soon as this show's over at 12 o'clock, I got to go watch us take on the Gators. So, uh, Maybe we can do it again. I, it, that's what that was in Columbia, but it may be uh, underwater by then. Um, yeah, the forecast looks a little rough. It does now. Before we let you go now, because uh, we could talk, we could do the whole two hours oh, with you, Larry. I, but what was that we saw last week at Talladega? I mean, uh, we've already done the first twenty minutes of the show, and about ten of that was talking about this blocking, which I am not in a very big fan of. I mean, it just takes up too many cars and. And it's just, it's almost impossible to pull it off without a wreck. You know, what's your view on that and, and what we saw last week? Yeah, you know, I think, and Greg probably will attest to this, I, I, you know, I think blocking has kind of always existed, but I think now today that the competition is so close and so tight, it's just more pronounced now. I mean, I, I remember we won Talladega with Davey, the spring of 1992, and I think there were only six or seven cars on the lead lap. So 
there was there was really no need to block. But these cars, they poke such a big hole in the air now with that big rear spoiler on the back and all the downforce these cars have that the 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 approach rate is so great that it almost catches you off guard. It, that it, Alex Bowman exactly. you know, he took ownership in that. He said, you know, I never dreamed they were coming that fast. You know, some guys are good at it. Brad Keselowski is a master at blocking. I mean, I think he he can block three lines of cars and not get himself in trouble. But it truly is an art. But, yeah, again, working on these cars for as many years as I did, the last thing you want to see is is a bunch of carnage and a bunch of cars torn up. But you know pretty much when you go to Daytona or Talladega, you probably don't need to schedule that race car to run again after that weekend that <laughs> you get out of there and see what you got left. Right. Yeah. No doubt about it, Larry. And, you know, back in the day when, uh, well, just back in the day, if we did have blocking, it was a situation like Nani and Kale going down. It was only a couple of cars. And that's always been accepted. Because what would happen, it, at most, you might take out two cars or three cars because they were fighting for the lead and you lose it on the last lap. And right. you could, you, you know, you, you that's normal. But like you say, everybody's wadded in a pack and it's exciting for the fans. And unless you hit it just right, then you might be a super good race driver. Maybe your car ain't quite that good or motor ain't quite that good. And you, you do what you think you doing, you're supposed to be doing. And next thing you know, there's 15 cars wrecked. And and of course the stage well, the stages have. I'm just going to say the stages well, have a lot to do with that too. Well, it, it does. I, I mean, the intensity of these races, which was the whole goal, was stage racing. And you know, this is the third year that we've had it, but not that these drivers ever need incentive to race hard. But there's no question at Daytona and Talladega with being four and five hundred mile races. You know, they would kind of find a, a safe zone for a number of laps and just kind of watch the laps run down. But you look now with the stage points that are sitting there available and the playoff points. I mean, Joey Logano, excuse me, Joey Logano is 18 points above the cut line right now. And the only reason he is 18 points above the cut line is because of the 18 stage points that he scored at Talladega last week. But the other thing that, that created the situation, and I thought it was well documented, is these guys pushing each other. And the Ford Mustang, their noses are fairly flat, which, you know, you can push when you've got a flat surface. But as one driver said with those Chevrolet Camaros, the noses of those cars is like a spear. And it got some people in trouble because it, it's a point, and you, it's not a, a flat surface. And then the Toyota... Camry's kind of somewhere in between, so we did see some pushing and some tandem racing come back a little bit last week, but the only ones that seemed to be able to execute it was the drivers that was in that Ford Mustang with a little flatter nose. Yep, that's right. Larry, I tell you what, we could talk, and we could write five more books on you. I could tell you, I mean, that was the quickest 20-something minutes we've ever had on this show. Great to have you on. And we, but we got to. Well, I, I appreciate you guys having me, and I cannot believe we're 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 down to an elimination race in the Cup Series. It, it's going to be it's going to be interesting tomorrow because 
uh, again, the only two drivers that are absolutely locked in the next round is, is Kyle Larson and, and Ryan Blaney, who won Dover and Talladega, which have, those two drivers winning has really muddied the waters because that has taken drivers that was in pretty good shape and shoved them down there around that cut line and headed into this race tomorrow. You've got Joey Logano just above the cut line that we spoke about. His teammate, Brent Keselowski, just above him. And then below the cut line, 18 or more points, are all three of the Hendrick drivers, William Byron, Alex Bowman, and Chase Elliott, and then Clint Boyer, who just announced he's going to return to Stuart Haas Racing next year. He's below the cut line. So it, it may not be performance that makes a difference tomorrow. It may be who does not have an issue or who who makes no mistakes out there at Kansas. Anyway, Larry, thank you so much. Uh, but like I say, in the ninth of it, we only got so much time. I wish we had a three-hour show, and we might come up with that next year <laughs> just for you. Well, we'll have you well, back on for sure, Larry. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, we appreciate you guys. Appreciate everybody listening, and uh, it's going to get exciting over the next few weeks, no question. That's the truth. Thank you so much, Larry. We'll be talking to you later. Appreciate it. Take care. All right. That's Larry McReynolds. Boy, what a great interview, Greg. You. He's hey, a good guy. He is you know a good what? guy. We're getting ready to talk to the smartest man I've ever met. And he's waiting on the phone right and now. And we a- might have been talking to number three or four or five just a minute ago. Because he backs up what he says. But we're going to talk to the smartest man we've ever known. And still is. And uh, I'm going to shut up. Well, thank you. <laughs> we're going to take some a break here and go to... Uh, Come back with Nelson Crozier. You're listening to Start Your Engines. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like French fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. If trucks are what you want, Greer Nissan is where you need to be. Nissan Truck Month is on. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Get rock bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new Nissans. Like the Nissan Titan. Drive for $289 a month or save up to $10,845 off MSRP. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Or the Nissan Frontier. Just $21,999. Or drive for $230 a month. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% APR for 72 months for the truck you want at the price you need. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Hurry to Greer Nissan today. Drive the Nissan Titan for $289 a month. Drive the Nissan Frontier for $230 a month. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service on Wade Hampton Boulevard or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Pars Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck-on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Pars Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274. 
Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Man, this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this. Pelican Snowball. What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs and over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbow, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man, it's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelican's near you. Pelican Snowball's bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt-in-your-mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile. It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. trucks. If trucks are what you want, Greer Nissan is where you need to be. Nissan Truck Month is on. Trucks, trucks, trucks we, we want trucks. trucks. Get rock bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new Nissans. Like the Nissan Titan. Drive for $289 a month or save up to $10,845 off MSRP. Trucks, trucks, trucks we, we want trucks. trucks. Or the Nissan Frontier. Just $21,999. Or drive for $230 a month. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% APR. For 72 months for the truck you want at the price you need. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Hurry to Greer Nissan today. Drive the Nissan Titan for $289 a month. Drive the Nissan Frontier for $230 a month. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service on Wade Hampton Boulevard or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. F45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network, has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba, or call at 864-810-4528. The Dan Patrick Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on Spartanburg's Fox Sports 1400, now on FM at 98.3. Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. And good morning, Nelson. How are you? 
Nelson, you there? I'm here. Okay. How are you this morning? Oh, doing pretty good. Uh, weather out in Kansas is kind of shaky. Uh, 42 degrees and the rain just stopped. Okay. Oh, there's been raining. Are you, are you in Kansas? Not yet. Okay. Did you make it down to Talladega? Yes, I did. Well, you. How in the world you picked the winner out of all that mess? I got to hand it to you. You uh, <laughs> that was that was pretty good. I, I, Ryan Newman, uh, Ryan Blaney took that race, and I said, "Good grief!" That's who Nelson told us was going to win. So what did we? Uh, so what did we see last week, Nelson? There was a lot of torn up cars and a lot of blocking again. I know I'm as anti blocking as you can get, but uh, that definitely is horrible. Well, you know, I, and I I agree with you. Uh, and we just had Larry McReynolds on, and he's uh, I guess he sort of thinks it's something we got got to live with, and some are just better at others at it, but. You know, like the one that Alex Bowman caused when, uh, I mean, they were closing on him at, they must have been 10 or 15 miles an hour faster. And, and when he pulls, when he pulls down in front of them, it's, it's got to cause a big accident. Uh, no question about it. But, uh, you know, we've got a lot to talk about this week. Well, go ahead and get it. Tell us what's going on. I know we had a, Stenhouse wasn't unemployed long and, uh, and we even lost a couple of haulers. So what's going on? Well, the big news is uh, NASCAR has bought up all the ISC stocks, so now uh, they own all the ISC racetracks. And now, how is that going to affect, or will it affect what we see every day or every weekend? The biggest thing is going to make negotiation schedule changes a whole lot easier. Okay. Well, um, that's... You know, I, I, I know that they are got a big uh, shuffle in the schedule coming up next week, uh, next year. So uh, I, I don't know how that's going to work out with uh, s- some of the things they're they're going to do. So maybe this will uh, add some clarity to that. Well, uh, the second shoe on that deal is uh, is Speedway Motorsports going to be bought by NASCAR, and then NASCAR will own the whole ball of wax. They are going to buy Speedway Corporation or Speedway Motorsports, right? Well, that that's a big move, and you know the NASCAR buying the rest of the ISC tracks. Uh, I, these might be pretty good moves. Uh, they're kind of astonishing, but but you're right, Nelson. That that that's big news, and and hopefully it's it's positive. I don't see that could be negative, but uh, sounds sounds like it could be something super good. But anyway, let's right. tell us about Talladega. I mean, I watched the race. Somebody had well, to pay for them tore up cars, and they had a good finish. But tell us your thought on the whole thing. Well, Benny Parsons, uh, way back when. And every car owner's got to give NASCAR a million dollars to tear down the banks that they told in Talladega. Uh, you know, they're talking about next year uh, or definitely 2021, but uh, 170 mile an hour speed limit on the cars. Uh, uh, I don't think that's the answer, but uh, I don't either. Depending on how they do it, it might work well. Interesting thing here at Kansas. Uh, 
the Arca cars were faster than both the Cup cars and the Xfinity cars. And that race was last night, and I already I touched on that. Um, but that uh, <laughs> you have just said a couple of things here about. Uh, so I mean, that's Bruton Smith selling out to the France family finally, right? Uh, not yet. Uh, you know, that's talk, conjecture, gossip, whatever. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, that's the next step. And you only have two independent tracks, that means Indianapolis and Dover. Uh, is, is Poconos wouldn't be one of those independent tracks? Uh, sort of. With the Matt, Dr. Mattioli, isn't that his name? I thought he was the owner up there. Uh, yes, but they've always had a very close alliance with NASCAR. Uh, so they'd fall in with whatever NASCAR wanted, even if they would remain independent. Yeah, they, they might as well be part of ISC because uh, they're they're 100% NASCAR. So NASCAR just, like Nelson, just leaves them alone because they do whatever NASCAR wants to do, and it's all been a success story, and uh, no doubt about it. Um, let's get our picks in because uh, we ran a little long with Larry McReynolds, so uh, um, when his hard break comes up, we got to be ready to go. Who you who you like this week, Nelson? I mean, that was such a miraculous pick last week. I'll let you go first. Chase his two car this week. All right, he's taking uh, Keselowski. Ronnie, who you like? This is tough. I'm, I'm gonna stick with 88. See what Bowman does this week. All right, Greg. You still well, got a good. I love. You I, still got a good chance to win this thing. I, I know, and I love the Wood Brothers to death, and I think they they they're gonna do real good next year. But I, I got to go with that, that son of a gun that don't ever run a lick, number four. And I'm sticking to it. All right. He takes Harvick. I will take uh, Keselowski's teammate, Logano, number 22. And here comes Allen uh, coming in here. And I was getting ready to give him uh, Jimmy Johnson. Does anybody took the nine car? Nope. Give me Chase. He wants Chase Elliott. Okay. So we're picked up. We got our picks in there. Uh, so, Nelson, um, was there any other news? I mean, I, I did mention there in passing that a Stenhouse, uh, actually what he did is just change uh, uh, rides with Boucher. Right. Uh, Craig Alden uh, had an allergic reaction uh, on the plane, and they had a line in St. Louis and let him off. Uh, so he may or may not run in the Xfinity race today. Uh then the other big thing, remember the engine from Talladega is the engine you have to run in Daytona in February. Okay. All right. And, uh, well, so they're, they've got that lined up for next year. What about uh, quickly in about uh, 30 seconds, this this um, hauler, colleague racing's hauler, went through a guardrail and down a hill and, and had a pretty bad crash. Are they... I, I heard where they might try to do something with a with a children's car or something for the Xfinity race today, and I don't know about the Cup race or any injuries there. Or what's the situation? Uh, both drivers had minor injuries. Uh, the driver uh, who was driving the truck he had a medical emergency, and that's what caused the crash. Uh, so it was a rough thing, but everybody came together and worked together, and they're ready to go racing. Uh, 
Uh, you know, the other thing, you know, the 47 crew, they had a, a wheel bearing fire on the trailer, so they had to bring some backup stuff. Um, and then you talked about the Richmond test last week with the uh, uh, next generation car. We got about uh, 10 seconds. Right. The body on that car was a generic body, had nothing to do with what's coming. Uh, they were merely testing all the underpinnings. Okay. Thank you very much, Nelson. Great having you on, and we'll be talking to you next week. Okay, very good. And we're going to take a break now and come back. You're listening to Start Your Engines. Franks for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Franks for the Memories? Because Hot Dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Oh. Franks for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Franks for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Franks for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Franks for the Memories. Spartanburg has been known as the hub city for decades due to our proximity to rail lines and interstate highways. Upstate Logistics has been part of the hub city transportation scene for over a decade. Upstate Logistics provides businesses with warehousing and transportation services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. And more importantly, we support Spartanburg. Be it high school and college sports or important community projects, Upstate Logistics wants to help move Spartanburg forward. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and Spartanburg moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. If trucks are what you want, Greer Nissan is where you need to be. Nissan Truck Month is on. Trucks, trucks, trucks we, we want trucks. trucks. Get rock bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new Nissans. Like the Nissan Titan. Drive for $289 a month or save up to $10,845 off MSRP. Trucks, trucks, trucks we, we want trucks. Or the Nissan Frontier. Just $21,999. Or drive for $230 a month. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% AP. PR for 72 months for the truck you want at the price you need. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Hurry to Greer Nissan today. Drive the Nissan Titan for $289 a month. Drive the Nissan Frontier for $230 a month. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service on Wade Hampton Boulevard or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Speedy Lube and Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway, and Inman lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Throughout your life, you've worked hard to accumulate assets, to build wealth, and to provide for your family. You've built a comfortable life full of shared memories and experiences. Providing and protecting your loved ones is never more critical than when you aren't there to do so. While having a will is important, it's not the only way. That is why developing an estate plan can be the best thing you will ever do for them. Working with our estate planning experts, Trent Lancaster in the Spartanburg office of Janie Montgomery Scott can help you to Design a customized estate plan that can protect and preserve your assets for the next generation. The sooner you begin, the sooner you can be at ease knowing that your loved ones will be provided for as you intended. Contact Trent today to discuss your estate planning needs. 
by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. F45 Training, the world's fastest growing fitness network, has now made its way to Roba. This new fitness studio brings a new style of training to the area and is open to all fitness levels. F45 Training is a global fitness training community specializing in group workouts which are fast, fun, and proven to get rapid results. F45 offers members an unlimited array of training programs designed to unify the muscle groups and make you look, move, and perform better in all aspects of your life. Find them on Facebook or Instagram and sign up for your free week now. F45 Functional Fitness Training, located at 4795 South Church Street in Roba. Or call at 864-810-4528. Live from the Beacon Drive-In Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines. And uh, Greg has stepped out, and we've got Alan Hill moving into his spot. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, man. Good to, good to have you back. Well, good to be here. And uh wore this just for you. I got the 25T hoodie, right. hoodie on that I didn't wear to Cherokee. I got something for you, Alan. We're going right. to talk about it just right off the top here. Last week, I think it was you and I were talking on the show. And you mentioned, and I hope it was you, I think it was, about how they ran the Xfinity cars at Road Atlanta one time. Yes, they did. They did it twice. And I got the stats right here. Let me, And I found it very interesting. Uh, the first time they did it was the 1986 Food Giant 300, which was held on July the 6th, 1986 in Road Atlanta. And uh, you got to remember this was the Bush series back in those days. And they had a nice field of 30 cars. The winner was Daryl Walter. Won that race uh, in the Budweiser Pontiac, number 17. Second was Terry Labonte. Third was Dale Earnhardt. And number eight, um, GM Goodrich Chevrolet. Fourth, and I bet you probably know this guy maybe, Haskell Willingham. Yep. Haskell Willingham was in the Coxwood Preserving. I remember those cars. Uh, This was the number 90. Fifth was L.D. Ottinger. Sixth was Brett Bodine. Seventh, Larry Pearson. Eighth, Larry Pollard. Ninth, Charlie Luck. And tenth was Rick Mast. Looking on down the line here, though, Bill Elliott was 11th. Had Jimmy Hensley in that race. Bosco Lowe. Jack Ingram, who was our guest last week, was 19th. Elton Sawyer was 20th. Dale Jarrett was 21st. Uh, Tommy Houston was in there. Davey Allison was 25th. And uh, Patty Moise started third, but only made one lap before her engine blew up. So that was the first time they went to Road Atlanta. Well, they liked it so much, they came back in 1987 for the 1987 Amoco 300, which was uh, run on August the 2nd, 1987, 74 laps around the uh, 2.52 uh, mile road course 
And this one sort of surprised me who the winner was. And I know he's a good driver and all, but I didn't. Uh, it was the only road course race that he ever won because I researched it. And that was Morgan Shepard won, uh, won that race at Road Atlanta. L.D. Ottinger was second. Larry Pearson started way back in 29th, but finished third. Jimmy Hensley was fourth. Walter was fifth. Looking on down the line here, Jack Ingram was seventh. Patty Moise was eighth. Um, and probably the most interesting one here, we had two Jarrett's in the race, was um, the guy that finished in 24th place. His only uh, Xfinity or Bush Series start in his career was Rick Hendrick. And Rick Hendrick drove his own car, started sixth, and finished 24th. And um, it says here his clutch went out. So anyway, that's the history of the Cup car or the uh, Xfinity cars running at Road Atlanta, well, which is uh, I thought pretty pretty interesting. Yes, it was. Uh, next racetrack I want you to research. All that right, you good? I'm good at Oxford, Maine. All right, I know. Go, go we, ahead. we went up to Oxford, Maine, 22 hours riding time all the way up there Ooh. and got up there. And guess what? The fairground speedway looked prettier than Oxford, Maine. <laughs> <laughs> but they paid back in the, back in that day, they paid something like $62,000 to win that race. Holy cow. Yes. And uh, But that racetrack, mm-mm. Well, I can say right off the Well t- worth the ride. <laughs> well, now, paying that much out, was it, it had to be a competitive group of guys up there. Well, it was the, it was the NASCAR back in NASCAR Bush Series went up there. I mean, you had to go. I mean, because if you was racing for the points, you had to follow it. Right. So you were up there with Larry Pearson? Yes, I was. Yeah. I know they ran, uh, when they used to have that Northern Tour back in the 60s, you know, and they'd all run bumper to bumper up. The Hudson River and all of all of over the Northeast, uh, like a bunch of gypsies, you know, the caravan. Uh, they ran Oxford, and I think Bobby Allison might have won his first race there when he had that little J.D. Bracken Chevelle number two. But I'll have you the story on this next well, week. Well, the the the, ra- the week before we went up there and raced, they had a concert in the infield up there, and it was a White Snake. I don't know who White Snake is. White Snake had a couple of hits, and one of them. Yeah, they they're pretty hard rock. You remember a few years ago? Oh. It's probably been about ten years ago. They had a fireworks display inside a nightclub. Oh yeah, and they had a that caught on fire, and a lot of I don't remember how many people got killed. Yeah, there was what? there was a good was number a, of people died in that. Yeah, that it, was a white snake concert. Well, the white snakes up there, you said it right. It was a pretty hard concert because there was still people laid out up there <laughs> a week later. <laughs> That sounds like the white snake crowd. Uh, it does, and uh, we got a uh, we got one of our regular callers here, Roll Tide Terry. Good morning, Roll Tide. What you got? Good morning. Uh, the guest y'all just had on a while ago, you know, he kind of let the I kind of liked him when he went to Fox and they went to Atlanta, Talladega. You know, everybody around here and probably across the nation always says Talladega. But, you know, Larry, Larry Mack said, yeah, it sure is nice to be here at, at Talladega. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry, so it's Talladega. Because, you know, everybody in Alabama, everybody in Alabama says Digger. They don't say Dagger. Well, I said corrected. And, uh, and uh, that's one thing I like about going down there. And I, I loved him when he done that on TV. It's like, oh, he said Digger. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, good. Well, I, well I, I had to go make a service call last Saturday at one of my builder's houses, and his wife was from Alabama. And he looked at me, and he said, what was you doing? I said, I was just sitting at home watching uh, Bush Ray, I mean, the Xfinity race at Talladega. And she looked at me, and she said, it's not Talladega. And, and, and right. she said the same thing, Diga. <laughs> Diga. That's just like at church. We used to have a preacher over there. He's an Alabama fan. He's an Alabama. And his wife was Auburn. Oh, no. And, oh, man. <laughs> And they they were pretty good, but that year they run the kick six back on us, you know, and beat us. I remember. Hey, I remember going to church at Sunday too. And she goes, <laughs> "Yes, yes, yes." She says, "Roll." She said, it, "She said it's the war, blank war eagles." You know, they say, you know, the D word. And she said, yeah, you better believe it. I rubbed it in on him. She said, I don't know if he'll be able to preach this morning. She said, I rubbed it in him all night long. Well, <laughs> probably a good way to enhance your marriage there. Thanks for calling in, Roll Tide. We got to well, we roll on. Time, Talk to you later, buddy. All right, Roll Tide, Terry. I tell you what, there's a... Pronunciations can be funny. I mean, it's not Clinton. It's Clinton. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Clemson. Cle- yeah, well, yeah. It should be a P in there. Well, it sounds like it, <laughs> the way most people pronounce it. And you got two two towns spelled the same way uh, in North and South Carolina. And ours is Beaufort, and the one in North Carolina is Beaufort. Beaufort. Yeah, so there's a lot of that. I dated a girl one time from Louisiana, and she said, you got too many syllables in that. It's Louisiana. <laughs> it's not Louisiana. So well, anyway. And, and too, I, around here we go fishing for crappy, but if you're... In the Midwest, you go fishing for crappie. Well, you got me on that one. I just I, I do my fishing at the Wagon Wheel Fish Camp most of the time. Yep. They got they got good fish at Dudley's too. I'm telling you what, that's the best. <laughs> that's the best fish and chips in town. I, and uh, oh, who are the people that uh, that brought that food from Dudley's to uh, to Cherokee Speedway that night? Billy Billingsley, Billings. Billy Billy Billings. Okay, I want to give a special shout out to him because that was above and beyond the call of duty, and we we had quite a conversation about Dudley's, which is uh, which is a great restaurant out there on uh, Fernwood Glendale Road. Um, well, we've got a lot of time left, and you said you don't have a whole heck of a lot. What you got? Well, uh, you, already, you already said we got a postponement. Yeah, we've got a postponement over at Travers Rest Speedway. They've already. Uh, Baking on this rain be coming in here this afternoon, but they was having over there. We got qualified last night for the Thunder Bomber Classic, but uh, they also had Renegade Stockade on the schedule, along with Limited Sportsman, along with Pure Stock, and uh, so we got over there last night, and we was going hot lap. Well, we actually made a few hot laps, then we come back out and qualified, then we at, at first, they said we was going to make some heat races. Only the first two would be locked in, but the way that it's going to be pushed for time there because they had 45 cars for the Thunder Bombers. So, they was going to be pushed for time. So, they told us, they said, however you qualify, how are you going to line up for the main on Saturday night? So, we got around. We got we got our car qualified. We qualified the second fastest. So, we'd be sitting on the outside pole. 
But uh, they've done canceled this race for tonight. But hopefully uh, next week they've got Harris on the schedule. Harris has got a big two-day event. Then the week after that, they've got Charlotte for the Creek Nationals up there. So they actually going to reschedule this race for uh, the second week of November, I think it is. Mm. Be a Saturday afternoon race over there because, like I said, they don't allow in Greenville County us racing on Sunday. And uh, got a curfew over there. So, actually, we got qualified last night. And uh, I hate to say this, but at 1030, I was crawling in bed. <laughs> and for you. And these bulls are still over there qualifying for uh, this Thunder Bomber. They had actually had uh, four heat races over there last night. And uh, so, that's going to eliminate a few of the cars. But they'll actually, they'll actually come back. They got the top 20 probably locked in, and now they'll come back and have a last chance race and take the next four probably out of it and move them over to the main event. But also in the Renegade, they got they got their qualifying in, but they did not get no heat races in. I don't know what they're going to do about that, but they're going to be paying out some good money over at Trevor Fred Speedway. They got $5,000 to win in that Thunder Bomber class. They got $4,000 to win in, in the Renegade Stock 8 class and got $2,500 in this limited sportsman class. So, uh, if uh, Mr. Wilson, if you're listening to me on the radio, <laughs> do not go over and sit in the stands this afternoon. <laughs> we will not be over there racing tonight. So, uh, we'll, we'll postpone this deal. Then got up this morning kind of looked like it was kind of breaking clouds out there to me and i got up already had the car out washed and uh my daughter called me and she said hey we coming to help you unload the car and get in the shop and i said well come on y'all can help me get the car out so she drove up over there and danny they walked up there i said all i need some help pushing it back in the shop but i got played this morning you ever got played by your daughter yeah uh, yeah if you a have lot. a daughter you've been played by your daughter uh, constantly. Constantly. Not since yesterday afternoon. She did not have no cash in, <laughs> on her. And she's got one of them cards that you go buy, whatever them things are where you get cash out. A debit, debit card. Debit card. But anyway, she uh, they sold a couple of T-shirts over at Cherokee Speedway. And they had a little bit of money up in their kitty up there in the front of a trailer. Next thing I know, she come walking up to me with the money. I said, just put it back up there. And I said, we'll... We'll buy trans. We have to rent a transponder whenever we go to racetrack. Mm-hmm. And she smiled, just turned around, and walked away. And next thing I know, she's going up the road. Danny, <laughs> Danny looked at me and he said, "She's pushed for time, and she's worried about having to stop at ATM or something and get some money." But he said, "She got thirty dollars." <laughs> <laughs> So I've actually got played this morning. So I, that came out of the T-shirt cookie jar in the front of the truck. But I'm going to make sure it's back in there. Okay. And she better be putting it back in there. Famous yeah. last words. Huh? Don't be mean but, to Jada. We need we need her around here. Oh, okay. For your, I got to. I when got you to, get hook, play I'll hooky. Pro- I'll probably get a text here in just a minute. I got to find out since they've called this race off if I'm going to get my grand boy here tonight. If I am, I got. To, I got to go by the ATM, get some more money to buy food. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you, he's a steak eater, right? Yes. I'll have to leave here whenever we get off of this radio show where you going to watch Carolina. Yeah. I'll be going over here to the fresh market buying food. Well, but, I can think of a whole lot worse things that's going to be a good day. Uh, I tell you what, 
Wednesday, th- Thursday night, I fired up the fireplace. It uh, got down below 50, 50 uh, <coughs> excuse me, 60 degrees. And when it hits the 50, that's, uh, that's the green flag for my fireplace to light up. Also, like to uh, be thinking about the Barry Wright family. Uh, Barry Wright, uh, last Tuesday night, had a heart attack. Uh, they rushed him to the hospital. They had to run in there and put an emergency stand up in him. And from what I hear, he got to come home Thursday. Uh, said he looked uh, like a new man. And I told his boy Lance, I said, well, you're going to have a hard time keeping up with him if he gets that blood flowing back in him. And he looked at me and he said, well, they told him to slow down. I said, well... If I know Barry, Barry won't slow down. He's at that shop all the time. Yeah, Barry did a. He did us a, gave us a lot of uh, memorabilia to put in that show we did that time at the Chapman Center, and uh, um, very very friendly guy, and uh, gave us about anything we wanted, and and uh, I know all about stints too. I, my yeah. my kayak trip down Lawson's Fork led to a stint in July of 2015. Um, Gather up your thoughts, see if we got anything else to talk about here locally, and we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg from the Beacon Drive-In Studios. Want to talk racing with the guys? Call the Sign Force Hotline now at 864-468-1400. Start your engine returns in a moment on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. For years now, we've been telling you about Palmetto Spirits' tremendous wine selection. We've told you about Palmetto Spirits carrying special, small-batch, handcrafted bourbons and whiskeys that you can't find anywhere else. But what truly sets Palmetto Spirits apart is their customer service. Jim and the entire staff knows wines and liquors and knows how to find you the perfect bottle for the perfect occasion. Palmetto Spirits, Reedville Road on Spartanburg's west side, where customer service is the difference. This is the sound a McDonald's bag makes when you grab it. Now that just sounds like a paper bag, but to Nate, it sounds like... Because Nate hooked himself up like a champ. And proved you can save on the delicious food you crave. Wake up to the freshly prepared McChicken biscuit or the sweet and savory taste of the new Chicken McGriddles. Just $1.59 each. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Why waste your time hand-washing your car when you can get the job done in minutes at Pars Quality Car Wash in Boiling Springs? Experience one of their excellent car washes today. Don't let crumbs, bugs, dirt, and other particles interrupt your car's overall appearance. Other car washes just basically rinse off your car and fail to get off the stuck on bugs and dirt that takes a little elbow grease to remove. Ask about their car detailing, too. Visit Pars Quality Car Wash, 1929 Boiling Springs Road, and get a quality car wash done by hand. 578-9274. 
Man, this South Carolina heat is no joke. I don't know how you guys deal with this. Pelican Snowball. What is that? Pelican Snowballs has great snowballs in over 100 flavors that are great summertime treat for the whole family, dude. Try one of their signature snowballs like Shark Attack, Rainbows, or my personal favorite, Pretty Princess. Really? That sounds great. Yeah, man. It's got cotton candy flavor in it. The best part is there's a Pelican Snowball location all over our listening area, so there's a Pelican's near you. Pelican Snowball's bringing you a cup of happiness every time with melt-in-your-mouth snow and a fun, relaxed atmosphere where you will always receive service with a smile. When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. If trucks are what you want, Greer Nissan is where you need to be. Nissan Truck Month is on. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Get rock bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new Nissans. Like the Nissan Titan. Drive for $289 a month or save up to $10,845 off MSRP. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Or the Nissan Frontier. Just $21,999. Or drive for $230 a month. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% APR for 72 months for the truck you want at the price you need. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Hurry to Greer Nissan today. Drive the Nissan Titan for $289 a month. Drive the Nissan Frontier for $230 a month. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service on Wade Hampton Boulevard or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Open Mike Daily is now in its second decade talking sports in Spartanburg. How do we explain our longevity? Clean living for one. A keen grasp of reality. We cover Spartanburg and Spartanburg County first. Weekday afternoons at 3 on Fox Sports 1400 and 98.3 FM. Welcome back to Start Your Engines, and uh, we're just sort of batting around here with a, some driver changes that are going on. Before we get into it, before I forget it, I want to thank Lanny McKinney, who does our uh, our podcast and the Budmore Engineering website, and I always forget the Facebook page. He does our Facebook page, which may be the most popular thing we've got for this radio show. And uh, thank you, Lanny. I'm going to be talking to you later because uh, i got something I need to talk to you about. But uh, go go ahead with your local stuff there, Alan. If you got anything left, then uh, right. and then we'll we'll. <laughs> I hadn't got too much left because uh, we're getting down to the end of our season now. But I also like to thank all these racetracks trying to work together. Like I said, TR tonight's got postponed because of this front that's coming in this weekend. But next week we all gonna be going to Harris for a two day event up there. You know, if TR would have come back and said, "Okay, we're gonna come back next Saturday." Now we can't be at both places at the same time. So, I mean, I'd like to give a shout-out for each racetracks trying to work together because, uh, like I said, last week we had the big uh, V8 Nationals from Mike Duval Memorial at Cherokee Speedway, which wound up to be a four-day event. <laughs> and now we're going to have, we're supposed to have two days at Travers Rest, and then we're going to have next Saturday, Friday and Saturday probably be a two-day event or a three-day event at, 
at Harris Speedway. They usually have practice on Thursday night. And then uh, the following week, everybody knows about the big Charlotte and uh, what we call the uh, Crate Motor Nationals up there. And, I mean, uh, then we're going to come back and we're going to be running at Travers Rest. We're going to have a makeup date for Travers Rest. But uh, we're getting down here to the end of it. We, we also have a big race coming up over here at Cherokee Speedway. Everybody remembers it. They called it the Blue-Gray Race. That's whenever all the northern boys and all the southern boys try to get together and try to outrun each other. Now, I think this be I think this race usually pays about $12,000, and it's at the end of a year. And you know some of you drivers that's uh, not had too good of a year, this kind of makes up for it and kind of holds them over the winter time. Well, you'll be in the middle of all of that, won't you? I hope to. I mean, uh, that's, that's part of the game. Did you do... Uh... A, a wink and a nod earlier about some secret part you bought? Well, I mean, that's a wink and a nod and everything else. But uh, see, the the little deal over here at Travers Rest is uh, three weeks away now. And I'm trying my, I'm, I'm kind of caught up on my work a little bit right now. And I've got another car that I've been working on. And I ain't figured out if, well, if I was to show up over at Travers Rest in three weeks with a different car. But I won't start it on the outside pole. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're not going to let you do that, are they? <laughs> yes, they will. will I they? guess they will because, don't get me wrong, what if I go up to Harris? What if I go up to Harris and I, I, I ain't going to say destroy my race car, but if I destroy a race car, I still got my starting position left over at Travers Rest. But they won't make you go to the rear? No, they don't get into this. We're not like NASCAR. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> and see, don't get me wrong, whenever we left... Uh, Whenever we left Cherokee Speedway over the other night, that was one of the best things I could hear, load that car up in that trailer, because uh, we had a hard tire on the right rear whenever that rain come in. I could not get back out on that racetrack with a hard race, I mean, a hard tire on my right rear. So whenever they said put in that trailer, I, you see me, I was, pushing that car, <laughs> I was pushing that car by myself before they changed their mind. <laughs> mm. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that it? That for the local well, thing? That's pretty much it. There's gamesmanship in all levels of racing. Oh, yeah. Well, let's look at here. Uh, let me just touch on the cup race. Uh, I, I have done Talladega. We've talked about that. And so let me uh, mention the standings. Now, this is an elimination race uh, tomorrow, which is the Hollywood Casino 400, which will be on NBC at 2.30 tomorrow. And I'll get into all the TV stuff a little bit later. But as of right now, they're going to take off uh, four more cars after tomorrow. And as it stands right now, um, Denny Hamlin's leading the points. With uh, Martin Truex second, Kyle Busch is third, and that pretty much looks like a Toyota Gibbs deal to me. Fourth is Kevin Harvick, fifth is Brad Keselowski. Now, Truex is eight points behind Hamlin. Um, Kyle Busch is 15 points behind Hamlin, and it's 20 points back to Harvick. Fifth is Keselowski, who's tied with, uh, no, he's not tied, he's got 36. He's 36 points behind Hamlin. Joey Logano is in sixth. He's 38 points back. Kyle Larson is seventh. He's 45 points back. And Alex Bowman is eighth, and he is 56 points back. The bottom four, which is what Nelson was talking about because it threw a monkey wrench in there, the bottom four points-wise are Blaney, Elliott, 
Boyer and Byron, but Blaney's in because he won last week. And, and it's so um, it's just going to jumble up some people that probably, <coughs> excuse me, thought they were sitting pretty safely, uh, aren't so secure anymore. Well, whenever you take Kyle Larson and then you take your winner last week, and just think if this week, which they're going to Kansas, and that's the home track of Clint Boyer, and you know Clint's going to have to give a little extra, you know, effort there. And just think if Clint Boyer was to win this race, so now you've got three, I ain't going to call them underdogs, but three of not your top, top main guys that are advancing. Well, that's what I said when Kyle Larson won last week. Yeah. I said, you know, he's in the chase. Or, I mean, he's good enough to win, but you just really don't expect it. Yep. But he did. And if you watched our earlier guest here, sometimes I watch them on there, and they, they put the big board up, and they, they kind of cross out who they think is going to be knocked out. And don't get me wrong, about none of them have picked uh, some of the drivers. They figured Ryan Blaney would already be out. Kyle Larson would already be out. But guess what? They're advancing. They are. They're advancing on, and and, and if Clint Boyer advances on, guess what? That's going that's going to put that's going to put three of out of eight. That's going to be right there, looking pretty good. Well, I mean, it's really gonna it's really gonna have uh, people like uh, uh, Alex Bowman, who's eighth. You know, he needs to win one, and uh, and even uh, even Logano. You know, so it's really going to jumble it up if we have another. And if you can get Clint, underdog winner, as you said, and if you can get Clint Boyer in, everybody knows Clint runs good at Martinsville, and that's in the next three car. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, races. Uh, okay, and that'll be in uh, the next. Yeah, the, that'll be in the next three races. Okay, let's look at Xfinity now. They didn't run last week. They haven't run since they ran at Dover a couple of weeks ago. Um, but they are running today at 3 o'clock on NBC, Channel 4 around here. Uh, that's the Kansas Lottery 300. As I said last week, Jeremy Clements had a miserable race at Dover, finishing 36th with an engine problem. So he fell back uh, into 14th. But that point standings, Christopher Bell is leading by 12 points over Cole Custer. Tyler Reddick is third. Austin Sendrick fourth. Justin Allgaier fifth. Chase Briscoe, sixth. Michael Lynette, seventh. Noah Cragson, eighth. John Hunter Nemechek, ninth. Justin Haley, tenth. That was his car that went down the hill in the, in the hauler the other uh, couple of days ago that crashed. I think they're working something out with the children's team to get a car. Uh, Ryan Sieg is 11th, and Brandon Jones is 12th. Gray Galding slipped past uh, Jeremy Clements in the 13th for the cars that did not make the playoffs. And he's got an eight-point lead on him, but hopefully Jeremy can have a good run out there at X, at uh, in the Xfinity race at Kansas. And uh, don't know if everybody realized this, but one of the truck drivers <coughs> that was in that rig was Barry Collins from right here in Spartanburg. I didn't know Barry was still driving. Yes, he is. You know, at one time he was driving the MRN right. racing radios things, but... Uh, Actually, my brother said he showed up there at Action Motorsports and actually put his application in up there to drive one of their trucks. And hmm. uh, I seen in the news bit about that, and it said Barry Collins was actually one of the truck drivers that was trying in that truck, and everything's come out pretty good there. 
Everybody knows Barry here from uh, M&R Record Service. Oh, I've known Barry for 45 years. Yep. Well, and Greg's over here nodding that he's known him too. So uh, Used to hang out in the middle of the night on the weekends at M&R Record, just sitting around talking, waiting for, for calls to come in. Now, was that Red Collins? That's Red's yes. son. That's Red's son. That's his son? Yes. Now, see, Red Collins and my daddy were like two peas in a pod. They I were can so believe close. That. I can believe that. And Red, um, gosh, watching those Grand National cars at the fairgrounds, like with Billy Wade and Petty and Pearson and all those guys, I watched probably 90% of those races on the hood of that of that record. Only it was, didn't say M&R, it said Pierce Motor Company. And Red Collins would let me sit there and... Um, I remember when they'd have a wreck, I had to jump off real quick because he was he was heading out on the track before the car stopped spinning pretty much. But oh, Red Collins and uh, he's a dear friend of my family, and that's his son. Well, I'll tell you one thing with uh, with Barry, he and I share one problem is that we both have uh, an artificial leg, and like I said, Barry for years and his dad would go to the races with their wrecker and. Pull the cars off the track. Right, yeah. And there was one time he was jumping out of the truck to hook the car up, mm-hmm. and his leg came off. And he just reached down, picked his leg up, threw it back on the truck, <laughs> and hopped around. Is this supposed to be funny? Cause <laughs> yeah, I'm it was. <laughs> and hopped around to get the car hooked, hooked up, hopped back up in the truck, and took off. That is wild. I, it you. did. But he said that was the talk of the the drinking establishment <laughs> after the race. Now I remember Red Collins very well, and it seemed like he was missing a digit or two on his hands. I don't know if they got caught in a winch or something, but I always remember he did a great job. And uh, I think he was missing a finger here or there, or part of one or something. But this is the reflections of about a ten year old, twelve year old boy. Well, back in the days, the records. <laughs> Whenever you pulled up behind one, you looked up there to see if it was a Holmes 550 or a Holmes 450 or something like yeah. that. And it was all cables. Right. Uh, they okay. don't. Ha- they didn't have no rollbacks like they do now. I mean, it was all cable type deal. And you just actually just hooked it to the front bumper and you pulled it in. And I remember the sound of those winches pulling that cable in like it was yesterday. That's uh, Boy, that's a good memory. Yep. <laughs> Sitting at the fairgrounds between one and two. All right. Let's look at the truck. Speaking of trucks. They, uh, they're off this week after they had a wild race at Talladega. Did you watch any of that one? Yes, I did. Well, I, I watched, you know, I, I was out there actually working on my race car. And, uh, every time I was listening, I don't have a TV in my shop, but I do have a radio. And every time they'd have a caution or something, Rick, I'd run to the house so I could watch a replay <laughs> of it. But, uh, like you said, uh, some of that was going on and it was uncalled for. Well, at the very coming down for the checkered flag, uh, Johnny Sauter, edged um riley herbst down below the yellow line and uh cost him uh it cost a lot to johnny Sauter because they put him back at the end of the the lead lap yep so he went from a chance to win to 14th real quick herbst wound up finishing third but the winner was spencer boyd and uh it was quite a controversial win when they uh, uh announced it as he was sitting there well johnny johnny knew that don't get me wrong. If the bull went below the yellow line, he's going to get DQ'd anyway. But Johnny was going to be caught in that middle. And whenever you get caught in that middle, you only do one thing, and that's go backwards. 
Yeah. And when it got down there to that last lap, don't get me wrong, the boy jumped to the below the yellow line. Even if he were to pass Johnny, he was going to get DQ'd. But Johnny went down there to block him. And I think the reason Johnny went down to block him is he didn't want to be caught in that middle line. Well, uh, and, and the boy on the outside would actually won the race. Right. Herbst uh, didn't advance his position, so they didn't do anything to him. And they kicked Salter back to uh, the 14th. Uh, the point standings there are uh, as follows. Brett Moffitt's in first place. He's got a 23-point lead over Stuart Friesen. Austin Hill is third. Matt Crafton, who's uh, got a look in a cup car last week at Talladega when uh, Menard got sick. Was it Menard? Somebody, I think it was Menard, got in, that, he got in one of those cars. I believe Menard yeah. was under the weather. Uh, Tyler Ankrum, the, I guess he's about 17, 18 years old. Uh, is fifth in points. Ross Chastain, who's making a big name for himself, is sixth. Johnny Sauter, still seventh in the points. Grant Enfinger, eighth. Ben Rhodes, ninth. And Sheldon Creed, tenth. And I'll go one more for Harrison Burton, who uh, is getting a lot of looks. And I think he just secured an Xfinity ride for next year in a Gibbs car. The trucks will run next week in the Hall of Fame 200 on FS1. That's at Martinsville, and that'll be at one thirty next Saturday afternoon. Um, let's take a break right now. We come back, and I'm going to wrap it up with some uh, some uh, WeatherTech sports car, a little touch of Formula One, tell you what's on TV. Uh, Alan has some things to share with you, and I want Greg to say a few words about Kenny Miller. So uh, you're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg. Start your engines. It's easy to jump on the internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That is where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janie Montgomery Scott, located in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. He can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janie Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. When John B. White Sr. opened the Beacon Drive-In in 1946, he probably couldn't have imagined email, the internet, or heck, even Morgan Square having a fountain. But I'll bet you Mr. White always envisioned the Beacon offering great food and tremendous service. And now, 70 years later, that tradition continues. You can't count on everything, but Spartanburg has always counted on the Beacon Drive-In for 70 years. That's decades of plenty. The Beacon, where the food is always good since 1946. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. If 
trucks are what you want. Greer Nissan is where you need to be. Nissan Truck Month is on. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Get rock bottom prices and payments on hundreds of new Nissans. Like the Nissan Titan. Drive for $289 a month or save up to $10,845 off MSRP. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Or the Nissan Frontier. Just $21,999. Or drive for $230 a month. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% APR for 72 months. For the truck you want at the price you need. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Hurry to Greer Nissan today. Drive the Nissan Titan for $289 a month. Drive the Nissan Frontier for $230 a month. Trucks, trucks, we want trucks. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service on Wade Hampton Boulevard or online at GreerNissan.com. Call 864-479-1197 for more details. Want to find out what's going on on Fox Sports 1400? Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. We have everything you need, including the all-important Listen Lively. Find it all at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com. But good song. And uh, you hear me okay over there? You got a? Yeah, I'm all right. All right, okay. Uh, then, Alan, you having problems? Um, I have for just a second. Well, you sound good to me. Uh, we lost a member of the Spartanburg Racing family a couple of weeks ago. Now it's Ben, and Greg hasn't been on the show, but he had a real good. Uh, relationship with Kenny Miller and I know one day when I was driving back, I guess it was from Parents Weekend listening to the show on the podcast uh, Alan told a very human story about him and um, but Greg has got a few things he'd like to say and, uh, and to honor his friend Ken Miller. Well Ken Miller there's nothing nowhere, nothing bad you could possibly say about the man uh, the, the man was a Fantastic. Uh, he worked for us for a period of about two years. He'd worked for people like Ned Jarrett, uh, different different people just to put a motor together. Uh, it's just unreal what all his talents were. But to kind of give you an indication of how the man was, he got along with everybody. He could put a motor together in his sleep. But we had got into a situation, and this was in 1965, and I'll make this quick. Now, the people that's alive that remember it, my brother remembers it. I may have told Perry, I don't think I did, but we got in a situation where for us to survive as a race team, but we're going to have to let some people go. And back in those days, everybody you had was like superstars, you know, of mechanics including Miller. And Daddy hated it. And the only thing he did, he got up there at break, uh, you know, and kind of told everybody, I said, look, you know, I don't, we may shut down. I don't know. I don't want to. But he says, we're, we're just out of money. I mean, that was common in racing. Well, they go back to work and everything. And Ken Miller just takes Daddy by the arm and said, Bud, let me talk to you. No, I tell you what, he done it right in the engine room. And 
Miller come up and, and he he said it. He might have said, I think he said it. And Daddy had to come out and tell people. But Miller said, look, you got these all these other people. Uh, which we didn't have that many people, but they all were super, super good. They all were married, had families, children and stuff. Miller says, but as of now, I'm, I'm not going to work for you no more. He said, well, why not? I, it, 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 I didn't plan on it. I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do. He said, look, I'm single. I'll be okay. I'll come back to work for you when things get better. We'll be friends forever. But he just basically told Daddy he was he was gone for that reason and that reason only. And you had people in the shop that their mouth fell open. And that's the kind of man he was. And, and the rest is history. He went up there and he got in. You know, him and Elmo had a great business. Elmo uh, Henderson. Yeah. And, and then uh, he opened up his own place. Ain't no telling how many motors or something were going to build. They all were good. Uh, Jerry Mason worked with for him for a long time, and he was just absolutely incredible. It's just like when him and uh, Mo went different directions. Nobody was mad about anything. Uh, I don't know what to do. What, but you know, Mo selling fire stone tires and this that. But if there was any problems with their stuff at Mo Henderson or Henderson Miller was in demand so much that they'd take in so many orders. Once it got where working 24-7, it wasn't enough. And, uh, but they, that's just how good Elmo Henderson was and Ken Miller and, and I think Mason worked up there too. You can't do but so much work. But like Elmo said, we can't tell the people no. So, But the it, point of the matter is uh, Kenny Miller, Ken Miller was willing to give up his spot at Bud Moore for the sake of some other guy with a family to support. Well, really, for to help whoever else wasn't going to be there. And I think as it turned out, uh, Daddy struggled along, and I don't think we had to let nobody go. Well, that was good. That was 65? Around in 65. Because 65 is when y'all ran those 64 Mercuries and had a pretty good season. I, I, I want to say it's, it's right about that time, but that's just the kind of man he was, and he needs to be remembered. Uh, anybody in racing knows him. But that's all I got to say about Ken Miller. I was one of my best friends, and he's always everybody's best friend. Well, I, I can't say nothing else about it. It's unbelievable. Well, I'm glad you did, and I know uh, a lot of people out there listening know, know him. I did not know him. I think I sat next to him at Cotton Owens uh, Church Service um, when he passed away. But I uh, heard about him all my life. I remember seeing his name, I believe, on uh, Jack Smith's Pontiacs. And, uh, and and Alan said that he worked for Ned Jarrett for some. So, uh, and uh, so, you know, we want to we wanna recognize him. And from time to time, if we have a, somebody's got a Ken Miller story, heck, we'll tell it. And uh, I'm still working on something to do. Uh, I'd like to do a whole 20 minutes on Elmo here in, in one of our last shows. So I uh, haven't forgotten about my buddy Elmo Henderson. I know me. I'm touching on a few things here, and then we, um, Alan and I um, want to discuss this uh, WeatherTech series, but let me get Formula One out of the way. They're not running this week, but next week, uh, well, let me back up. Last week, they ran in Japan. Greg said he watched that one. And Mercedes clinched their sixth straight championship. Um, 
And now uh, the first two guys in the point standings, Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas, Lewis Hamilton, they both drive for uh, uh, Mercedes. And Bottas is now the only guy with mathematical chance of catching Hamilton. And they've got about five races left. Um, and I think they will have their last race after, possibly after we've already gone off the air. I need to check on that. But their next race is going to be next weekend, next Sunday, the Grand Prix of Mexico at Autodromo Hermanos Rodriguez, which is uh, short for the Rodriguez Brothers Speedway down in Mexico City. And that's named after Pedro Rodriguez, who was a famous driver, ran some stock cars, finished fifth in the World 600 one year. And... Um, was killed over in Germany in a sports car race. And uh, so, and his brother, uh, Carlos Rodriguez. So, uh, it's named, the track's named after them. But that'll be next week. That'll be Formula One. And we will talk about that next week. Now, last Saturday night, and, and uh, off and on all day Saturday for about 10 hours, the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship cars ran at Road Atlanta. And I watched about the last two hours of it, texting back and forth with Alan. I thought it was a heck of a race. They had it pretty much uh, like a one-two finish going there for a while. But the the team that's not going to be around next year, the Mustang Sampling Team, um, had some problems there real late and fell back and finished seventh. That's uh, Barbosa, Albuquerque, and they had three drivers on these cars last week. Well, for 10 hours, you have to have three. Mike Conway was the other backup driver there. But the winner, that was the five car. But the winner of the race was the number 31 with Felipe Nasser, Pipo Durrani, and Eric Curran was the third driver there. And um, they won the race. And, you know, you think about it, they only lost the championship looking at the final standings here by uh, just a few points. And you think about they had... Uh, they only lost it by five points to uh, Dane Cameron and Juan Pablo Montoya. You think about Daytona when they had that one run, one, and it rained, and they got <laughs> shuffled back to about second, and that's probably the difference right there. Yes, it was. Probably was the difference there. Uh, like you was talking about there before, the five car was actually leading that race from about 15 minutes to go. After nine hours and 45 minutes, it exploded to left front rotor, which the rotors on them cars are carbon fiber. And it exploded that left front rotor. They come in with the rotor on fire. Yes. When they leave the pits, I'd say, that car's on fire. And it was the rotor, and they weren't concerned whatsoever. They went back out on the track with the rotor on fire. Yep. And uh, like I said, my brother sent me pictures of it, but uh, actually the car's you know, the cars look totally different from they did about three weeks ago whenever they was racing because uh, they got some of their uh, perks back on their race cars, and they was actually fast. But uh, like you was talking about, lost it by five points. But they did win the endurance championship. Okay, that's great. Yes, it is. That means they completed most laps of any other team out there. But like you said, might be a little bit too late sometime. Uh, the five car will be moving on, and about like uh, Greg was talking about a little bit, a little second ago, uh, they was since the five car was leaving, they's gonna have to make some personnel change. And my brother, he's fixing to be sixty six, and he went to the office and told them, he said, "Hey, put me on part time if it saves 
one of these guys from losing their job. Well, that sounds because, like what we just talked about yes, with Ken Miller. That's, that's, when, when Greg was talking about it, I was thinking about my brother right there. Yeah. Well, uh, integrity shows. Yeah. And, and, don't and that's wrong. what we're talking about. And don't get me wrong, Larry McReynolds, he touched on it a little bit earlier in this broadcast. Sometimes, like he's talking about, did not really want to leave Kenny Bernstein. Right. Sometimes, you have to bite that bullet and move on. Even though friendship is friendship, it's like a man told me whenever I started my business. And he looked at me and he said, friendship's friendship, business is business. Let's just don't let the two interfere. And that's tough to do. Yes, it is. Well, it comes up a lot. Um, you, you think about the lack of loyalty uh, and how the big bucks uh, really affect a, a lot of sports like like ball players changing teams, you know, somebody's been with the team forever, but you know they're gonna they're gonna move on for more money. And I tell you what, I'm not in the the business of doing a football talk show, but I believe we might see something about that with Cam Newton if because uh, he's got a contract coming up and this Kyle Allen's tearing it up, and uh, and they got an off week, and and Cam's going to be expecting to come back here pretty soon, and we'll just see if he uh, see if he can. Uh, me and the breakfast crowd been uh, talking about that a little bit. And, <laughs> wow, we laughing. I told him, I said, he didn't pack his bags. I said, he's out there on the side of Interstate 85 thumbing. Well, he's, uh, that could be. His girlfriend was showing off their new baby, but uh, I don't think they're going to run out of money for diapers or anything. But so anyway, uh, yes, loyalty has been a part of uh, our show here on a couple of different fronts today but looking at that final point standings the point championship did go to dane cameron and um juan pablo montoya they were five points ahead of depot durani and philip nasser and i loved the interview they had with those two guys last saturday night they were very uh i mean down to earth friendly sounding guys i that's the first time i think i'd ever heard them talk um third went to uh, helio castro nevis and ricky taylor Fourth was Jordan Taylor and uh, Renger Vanderzand. And fifth was Oliver Jarvis and Trista Nunez. Uh, Jonathan Bonamarito was in there in sixth. And then seventh was the other uh, team with um, uh, Mike Hill's team with um, Philippe Algaquerque and Juan Barbosa. So I hope they have a better shot at it next year when uh, Daytona comes around. It's a shame they're losing the team. Maybe something will happen. Uh, you know, I don't know about that. Let me do the TV real quick because we've got on about a minute and a half to go. Cup qualifying will be today at Kansas uh, from one thirty to 2.30. At 3 o'clock, the Xfinity race will run. And then tomorrow, the uh, at 2 o'clock, is the cup race from Kansas. And that's really about it. Now, i got a whole bunch of drag racing here and motorcycle stuff. And... uh we uh, might do some motorcycle here pretty soon once you, after you told me what you did last week about, uh, I guess that's, uh, what would that be, a nephew or something? A nephew? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, if you watched that race, that boy actually won that, that race he was watching, the 15th. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's something we're going to get into a little more, and we'll have more time for it. Ronnie, you got any closing thoughts here? We got about two seconds. <laughs> I'm just glad that fall finally got here. I like this weather. I hate that we got rain today because, you know, got some, some races rained out. Well, but I'm glad it's fall. Good day to sit inside by the fire 
It might not be cold, cold, but boy, uh, fire will knock that chill off, Alan. Well, if uh, I'd say it. If they didn't call this race off, I wouldn't be sitting here with y'all. I'd already be on my way to Traverse Rest, and I'd be talking to y'all from the phone. Well, that would be uh, what I'd call a silver lining. Okay. <laughs> we're glad to have you in the studio, and uh, um, next week we're going to have another great guest. I kind of got an idea who it might be, but I'm not going to say it in case something falls through. But um, I tell you what, got... I don't know who's coming on after us, if it's Presbyterian or Gamecocks, but we're probably going to have a football game coming on as soon as we get I done here. you're probably right. So, uh, we appreciate y'all listening. Had a good show today. Thank Larry McReynolds, Ronnie, Allen, Greg, and y'all come back next week. Good, Remember, thanks. roll tight, Terry. Roll tight, Terry. Keep it between the fences. <laughs> You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. We are Spartanburg's home for up TV. Weeknights at 11 is Fox Sports 14.